1: Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne.
2: And I'm Gina.
1: And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates.
2: This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through October 2nd. It is now October. Yay! (laughs) We know what that means. (laughs) Senior Grand Prix will be starting in two weeks.
1: I know. I can't believe it. Yeah. But we've been going all this time, because we've been covering Junior Grand Prix, we've been covering right. the Challenger Series, some summer competitions. Yeah, right. we've been going for a while, so it, it just kind of feels like everyone else is catching up to the party that we've been having.
2: Yeah, funny, just before um, we were started recording this podcast, I was over with my parents, and my father said something. Isn't the season coming to an end? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh. I was like, um, no, it's just getting started, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what he thought if uh, there had been events all summer long. I maybe I made it feel like there had been a lot going on in the skating world, but um, yeah, it was kind of funny. No, Dad, uh, the season is just getting started.
1: I feel like we've made it through the first third. Yeah, maybe. yeah because I couldn't season. can't even
2: call it the halfway point because we're not at the halfway point but we're not no. at the beginning either. So yeah, maybe the yeah. third of the season. Yeah. And it's only going to get busier. So Oh yeah. But also I noticed October is coaches appreciation month. I'm seeing some posts uh thanking coaches. So we want to thank all of the figure skating coaches who are do a tremendous job of working with their students. Um and so yeah. So I hope to see more um, you know, posts about Coaches Appreciation Month. I think the actual date may be like there's a National Coaches Appreciation Day. It may be the fourth or the sixth. So um yeah.
1: Yeah, I like the videos I've seen so far. It's kind of cool to see the coaches get a little celebration, especially um, Because it's, you know, they have the job to get the athletes ready for each competition and we're so focused on the performances, sometimes we forget um the hard work that goes into bringing these performances to life and making sure the athletes are trained. So if you guys missed it, be sure to check our feed because we had a special guest for an interview last week. That is the first part of probably a um, multi-episode conversation that's Mm going to take place with Katie eulig Gwaltney. So we're very excited to have, you know, released that episode and there is more to come for sure.
2: Yes, definitely.
1: But let's go ahead and get into our general skating news. Yes, we are continuing with this reordering and general skating news is going to pop up first. In each of our episodes, going forward, uh Gina, lot to talk about, <laughs> or rather, little to talk about with this one specific item
2: yeah, um, so the c a s doping hearing was adjourned um this week uh Christine Brennan did go to Switzerland. she was the only journalist to go, and I'm glad she went um you know Christine's one for getting the information and And being a tough journalist, so I was glad there was at least somebody there. I mean, if we had the means to go, I think I would want to be there to hear it straight from the horse's mouth even though I think Christine was mostly in a media room, she was not actually allowed in the hearing because it was behind closed doors. She, she did post some photos, um, from outside with them going into the hearing, but you know, she was not allowed. Um, so based on her post, Camella uh, Valieva chose not to attend the doping hearing in person, which was allowed, so she testified via video last Tuesday, and opening statements and witness statements were delivered last Tuesday, and then on last Wednesday, scientific ex- experts appeared before the panel. The hearing on Wednesday went two hours over the anticipated end time, and that happened for a second day in a row, according to Christine. And then the big thing happened on Thursday when CAS adjourned the hearing until November 9th to the 10th and the arbitration panel ordered the production of further documentation. So this is now another six weeks delay Mm -hmm. on a Saturday. Actually, we hit 600 days since the day of when that medal ceremony was to happen. And, I don't know about you, Daphne, when the news came and when I was, I kind of was following Christine all week uh, because I kind of wanted to know what was going on. And when I saw that news and the press release, which we'll put the press release in our show notes so you can read um, what their decision was to adjourn this, I was so frustrated. I was like, really, why do you need an additional six weeks for to have further doc?" get further documentation. You should have this documentation by now. I feel like we could be going on for years. I don't know. I was just so frustrated. I was wishing we could have had some sort of resolution by the end of this. But
1: Yeah, I think everyone is hoping for a swift resolution. I think the longer that it drags out, it just makes you feel like the resolution is not going to be what you're hoping for mm-hmm. and that it's going to ultimately result in really nothing happening. Um, And, you know, U.S. Figure Skating released a statement. They said the following, U.S. Figure Skating is profoundly disheartened by the news of a delay in the court of arbitration of sport hearing. While we recognize the inherent complexities and time requirements of legal processes, the nearly 600-day wait, now we're post the 600-day wait, Without a resolution is undeniably another painful setback for our dedicated athletes. We emphasize the importance of transparency in this matter as it greatly impacts our athletes. And, you know, it's true because I mentioned it last week about Vincent mentioning, you know, the years of work to get to that point. It's so much more than just one moment. It's Mm -hmm. so much hard work that has gone into getting to that point and so to not have a resolution and to still be waiting i think it's easy for us to say well this should have been decided by now it should be over mm-hmm. but the you know the process does exist for a reason You're right we often hear the words trust the process <laughs> believe in in the process i think right now we're you know, it's trying our patience having to wait. And we're just journalists I know, that are waiting. I know. You know, but we have talked to a couple of the skaters previously in interviews on this weekend skating. Vincent Joe, Karen Chen are two that we talked to, and you really feel for them because they've they've missed out on this wonderful moment that they should have been celebrating. And I think Vincent even brought up like potential revenue that has been lost because you, you know, you got a medal at, in the team event, but you don't know what color it is and you can't, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Right. Yeah. And again, it's not just about this. It's about doping as a whole and the issue that it's been going on for years. Right something needs to be done Mm -hmm. because obviously other attempts have not worked.
2: Right. Agreed.
1: So we will have some additional links, a bunch of links about this issue will be in the show notes, including Christine Brennan's initial story, her subsequent column, and then Vincent Joe spoke on CNN before the start of the hearing. So all of those and other articles and links will be in our show notes. So let's move on from that. There will be a Stars on Ice holiday tour that is hosted by Elvis Stoiko. The cast includes Keegan Messing, Alexa Kinnearman, Brandon Frazier, Satoko Miyahara, Kristen Moore Towers, and Michael Marinaro, Mariah Bell, and a Balde. It's a 10-city tour that will start in Sydney, Nova Scotia, and wrap up in Kitchener Ontario it goes from December 2nd through the 22nd there will be one show in the US in Duluth Minnesota December 16th and Jason Brown will be the guest star for that show only presale begins today at 10 a.m. the password is elvis exclamation point get your tickets for that show if you are in one of those cities that it's going to be stopping in yeah
2: Well, U.S. Figure Skating announced that Humana is a major event sponsor. They are the title sponsors of Skate America, which will take place October 20th to the 22nd at the Credit Union of Texas Event Center in Allen, Texas.
1: And Tayside Trophy entries were posted. This is an ISU international competition in Dundee, Scotland. For the USA, Kira Helbelink. Um, will be competing in advanced novice. Cleo Park will be competing in junior, Samuel Mindra in senior, and Nina Willette and Ricky Newby Estrella in pairs.
2: All right, Daphne, you ready for our event results? We had a couple events this weekend. We did, it was kind of busy. Yes. We'll start off with Up Memorial, and that was just men, women, and dance. No pairs. An ISU Challenger event here. And we'll start with the men. Well, the men, it was the tale of two events. I watched (laughs) both the short program and the free skate, and I saw two different events, basically. Um, Lots of changes between the short and the free skate. Gold went to Italy's Gabrielle Frajapani. Actually, this is his second consecutive gold medal at Nepal Memorial Trophy, so maybe this is his competition. He actually moved up from sixth place to claim the gold medal. So how, that can tell you right there the shuffling that happened in this men's event. Silver went to Georgia's Nika Igazi. He dropped from first after the short program to claim his second silver medal of the 2023 Challenger Series. Bronze went to Israel's Mark Goraninsky. He was fourth after the short program to claim the bronze medal, his first Challenger Series medal. Now, Junwon Cha of Korea and Denis Vasilievs of Latvia kicked off their international season at Nepula Memorial. Now, they were second and third, respectively, after the short program, but dropped to sixth and seventh overall. Yeah, it was not a good free skate for Junwa and Dennis. And moving on to the women, after winning the bronze medal at Lombardia Trophy, Korea's Shee-Yeon Kim won the gold medal, beating the reigning world silver medalist Hyun Lee. Hyun Lee opened her season here at Nepal Memorial with a silver medal. Canada's Madeline Skeezis in second after the short program. She had a really good short program took home the bronze medal here, and Poland's Ekaterina Kurkova had the third-best free skate but finished fourth overall.
1: Well, moving on to dance. Lila Fear and Lewis Gibson continue their gold medal ways this season. They won their second straight challenger Series event in as many weeks because they did take gold at Nebelhorn Trophy last week. Uh, Diana Davis and Gleb Smolkin were only fourth in the free dance, but their rhythm dance score was high enough to keep them in second. Natalie Tashlerover and Philip Tashler of Czech Republic moved up from fourth to the bronze medal position with a second place free dance that pays tribute to their father who passed away two years ago. This was the season debut for a couple of teams, including... Emilia Zingis and Vadim Kolesnik of the U.S., who looked strong and were a third in both phases, missing out on a medal by .06. And Marjorie LeJoie and Zachary Laga had a rough first outing, but mentioned his shoulder injury this past summer when speaking to a Golden Skate reporter in the mix zone. Again, that first competition of the season. It's... It can be rough. That's why a lot of these skaters choose to go to on the Challenger Series if it's offered. They need to get their programs out there and get the all the bugs worked out before yeah. the Grand Prix starts. So
2: it wasn't just in the men. It was also with the dance. I mean, you know, definitely some yeah. of these first time out times, just not... They're not yeah. up to where we'll hopefully see them, you know, later on the season. So... Yeah. Well... Moving on to the Junior Grand Prix Solidarity Cup, our second-to-last Junior Grand Prix. We'll start with the men. Gold was won by Korea's Junyan Lim. He, with his second-place finish in Osaka, he has qualified for the Junior Grand Prix Final. Silver was won by Beck Strummer of the U.S., his second Junior Grand Prix medal. He won a bronze at Junior Grand Prix in Linz and currently holds the sixth and final spot for the Junior Grand Prix Final. We'll talk about that in just a second. Bronze was won by Japan's Daya Ebahara. He was seventh after the short program and pulled up to finish third overall and win his second bronze medal of the Junior Grand Prix this season. So qualified for the Junior Grand Prix Final along with Junyan Lim is Ryo Nakata. Francois Pedot, Hung-Yom Kim, and Adam Hagera. So one spot remains. Daniel Martinoff has 11 points. He needs to win to make the final outright, or if he finishes second and scores 203.16 to win the combined total scores tiebreaker against his fellow U.S. competitor, Beck Stromer, who has 24 points. So that, we just got to keep an eye out this weekend in Armenia to see who will get the sixth and final spot.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because last year, Shunsuke Nakamura actually qualified for the JGP final, but he he underperformed in Osaka. He only finished eighth. So even if he wins at in Yerevan, he's not going to make the final, but he could make it more difficult for Daniel Martinov. And so... Team USA is kind of looking <laughs> like, okay, one or the other. Yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're just going to have to wait.
2: Yes. Well, moving on to the women. Gold was won by Japan's Rena Uzono, who moved up from second in the Shore program to take the gold medal. Her second Junior Grand Prix medal after winning silver in Istanbul. So she has qualified for the final in her first Junior Grand Prix season. Silver was won by Korea's Min Sol Kwan. She also won her second Junior Grand Prix medal of the se- season, winning the silver here. Bronze was won by Korea's So-yin Young, the leader after the short program who dropped to third overall. And this is So-yin's first Junior Grand Prix medal. Qualified for the final, along with Rena is Jia Shin, Ami Nakai, Yu Kim, so two spots remain. Now, Mao Shimada will compete in Armenia this week. She will qualify as long as she finishes no long, lower than fourth. So she's pretty much got herself a spot. Minso Kwan has 24 points and should qualify unless Elise Lynn Gracie or Yakira Kushida play a spoiler. They both have nine points, fourth place finishes, and could bump Minsel If either wins gold in Armenia, though, it's unlikely with Shimada's dominance, but just going to put it out there just in case, but uh, Min Sol Kwon probably will get a Junior Grand Prix spot again. Just got to watch and see what happens this week in Armenia.
1: So in pairs, this was the last JGP that had pairs as part of the competition, Gold went to Ava Kemp and Yonatan Elazarev of Canada. They were fourth last week in Budapest and they have qualified for the JGP final. They improved their total score by an impressive 27 points. Silver went to Violeta Sirova and Ivan Kopta. Back to back silver medals put them straight into the final. And in bronze medal position, Jasmine DeRocher and Kieran Thrasher won their second bronze of the JGP and have qualified. For the final, they're a new team heading into the final. Um, other fa- qualifiers include Anastasia Matilkina and Luca Borulova, Martina Ariano-Kent and Charlie La Liberté laurent and Olivia Flores and Luke Wang. This is the first time that Canada's had three pairs in the JDP final. They had two pairs in 2012 and 2013. 13, and would have had two pairs last year, but Ava and Yonatan had to withdraw. So moving on to the dance, Daria Grimm and Mikhail Savitsky had a fall in the free dance, but were able to maintain first place. Um, silver went to Maria Pinchuk and Makita Pogorolev of Ukraine. They won the free dance, finished second, and Sarah Kishimoto and Atsuhiko Tamura claimed their first international medal, a bronze. Both Gribben Savitsky and Pinchuk and Pogorolev have qualified for the final, along with Leonessa Narta Markalov and Yali Peterson and Jeffrey Chen of the U.S. Elizabeth Kachenko and Alexei Kalayakov are expected to qualify this week. A silver medal would do it for them. Um, the last spot will likely come down to, if Kachenko and Kalayakov win, the last spot will likely come down to Selina Fragi and Jean-Hans Fernau of France and Eliana Peel and Ethan Peel. However, the French team currently has a big advantage over the Americans on the combined total score as tiebreaker. The Peels would have to score... 159.29 in Yerevan, which is 16 plus points higher than their ISU personal best in Austria. It looks likely that Fragi and Furneau would be the sixth and final spot and the Peels would be alternates. So we'll see. We'll
2: see. So we also had French Masters that took place this past week. Senior Women was won by Leah Serna. Senior men, Adam C.O. Himfa, he scored over 300 points total and 200 points in his free skate, landing four clean quads, including the Lutz. And senior pairs was won by Camille Kovalev and Pavel Kovalev.
1: Well, in senior dance, Evgenia Loparova and Jeffrey Brousseau uh, won the title. It was very close between second and third place, and then... Loisia Moget and Theo La Mercia withdrew after the rhythm dance, but the score was very close, as I said. On October 2nd, the final three to-be-determined host spots for the Grand Prix in France were assigned. Natasha Lagouge and Arnaud Kaffa got the dance spot, Landry LeMay got the men's spot, and Pygard and Strakalin got the pair
2: spot. Well, check out our show notes for kinky regionals. 36-year-old Nobunara Oda placed second and won the Free Skate. Woo! Ooh, very cool. So
1: glad that Oda is back. He just brings a certain something to competitions. So I'm glad that he has decided to come back. You know what? If Takahashi can do it, why not Oda? So moving on to recent articles and interviews. U.S. Figure Skating Fan Zone had an article, You can live a million different lives. Isabel Levito on her love for fiction and eight favorite books.
2: Well, Caitlin Hawaii was a guest on the Voice in Sports podcast. She talked about taking a break from sport and disordered eating and injuries.
1: Laurence Fournier beaudry and Nicoline Sorensen are gunning for gold in 2023-24, according to a Ted Flatt interview that appeared on
2: Golden Skate. French media skate info gloss had an interview with Adam C. Ho Him Fah and also coverage from French Masters.
1: They also had a great article in French with Selena Fragi and Jean Hans Furneaux. So moving on to social media updates, Ava Pate posted her first vlog to the team's new YouTube channel. It's a 10 minute day in the life video not had a chance to watch it, but I want to because I'm sure it's fun.
2: Oh, it was fun. I watched it. They were talking about what they were eating for lunch. I think Ava was really pushing um, Logan to be on camera more than he wanted to be, but it was cute. It was (laughs) cute, and I look forward to seeing more vlogs from them. Well, Dancing on Ice, can you believe it's almost time for Dancing on Ice, is starting to announce the cast for the 2024 season. They've been posting it on Twitter. I think a new cast member every day, so we'll put the link to their Twitter account or the site formerly known as Twitter so you can see who they have announced so far.
1: Yeah. So Alexandra Aldridge, a 2014 Four Continents bronze medalist and two-time World Junior bronze medalist with her ice dance partner, Daniel Eaton. Who now is going to medical school. Oh. Just gonna say, yeah. Um, got married this past weekend to her fiance, Aaron Alkema. Caitlin Weaver posted some photos from the wedding on her Instagram stories. Andrew Poge, Anastasia Olson, Raina Hamui were also in attendance. I've seen a few photos. Her dress was beautiful. Yeah. It looked like a gorgeous wedding. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to Alexandra and Aaron.
2: Yeah. Well, congratulations to Rachel Flatt, who defended her dissertation this week and now has her PhD. So maybe I should say Dr. Rachel Flatt. Her dissertation was on Evaluation of Adaptable and Dynamic Approaches for a Digital Intervention for Binge-Type Eating Disorders. So congratulations to Dr. Rachel Flat, and we are hoping to get her on a future episode of the podcast to continue our conversation about health and eating disorders and body issues in skating. Yeah,
1: definitely. I think it's important to, you know, mental health, physical health, when it comes to skating and supporting the athletes, There are a lot of interviews and a lot of folks we want to have on to talk about Mm -hmm. these issues to really, you know, raise the voice. And finally, though, congratulations to Kaori Sakamoto, who graduated from Kobe Gakuen University. She attended the graduation ceremony last week. I remember seeing some photos from that. She had been studying business administration.
2: Lots of congratulations.
1: Yeah, I like it. Yeah, (laughs) it's so great when it's all happy.
2: Yes. Well, I am continuing to update our website with program announcements. I know now most skaters have announced programs or have competed so far this season, but there are a few that still we haven't seen yet compete. So I keep updating it whenever I see something new. So definitely check it out. Moving on to upcoming events for the week. Get ready because we've got a lot of events happening this week.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) October 4th to the 8th is the Challenger Series event, Finlandia Trophy. There will be live streaming via Solid Sport. Daphne, will you have any codes again this week? I might. I've got to check in with my partner. Okay. Well, definitely check out IDC if you are interested in a code to win a code for Finlandia Trophy, and that's taking place in Espa, Finland.
1: So the final Junior Grand Prix event of the season is taking place in Yerevan, Armenia from October 4th through the 7th.
2: October 3rd to the 5th is Shanghai Trophy. That's an ISU invitational. And so, yep, we will have the link. I don't think that is being live streamed to my knowledge. So we'll just have to check the results and those results will be in our show notes.
1: October 7th is Japan Open. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's taking place in Saitama, Japan. It's a one day event. Um, It should be lots of fun. I heard that Jason Brown's going to maybe be debuting his
2: Tarzan free skate. So we'll see. Well, we have a couple NQS events. Starting 1st, October 3rd to the 6th is Texas Trophy. That's an NQS for singles. That is taking place in Plano, Texas.
1: So in El Segundo, California, from October 4th through the 8th, The Autumn Classic NQS event is going on, as well as the Kings Club International.
2: October 5th to the 8th, Boston Open, which is an NQS for singles and pairs, is taking place at the Skating Club of Boston in Norwood, Massachusetts.
1: And finally, from October 2nd through the 5th, the British October Qualifier, the last qualifying competition for British Nationals, will take place in Sheffield, Great Britain. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot. It's gonna be busy, busy, busy next week when we're reporting on these results. So that wraps up all of our playing content. Gina, can you let folks know where to find us?
2: Well, you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com On social media, including the site formerly known as Twitter, at ThisWKInSkating, and then Facebook and Instagram. It's ThisWeekInSkating. We're also on Threads. We'd love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com.
1: We appreciate all the support that we've received via email and social media. Please keep it coming. We also want to remind you that we now have a Patreon that is linked from our website. It is patreon.com slash thisweekinskating. We do like to end our podcast by shining a little lens on what's going on at our respective websites. Over at IDC, I added so many profiles for so many dance teams. I feel like we're pretty much up to date, but there are probably still more. I've added fresh photos to some profiles that hadn't had some new, you know, photography on it for a little bit. Uh, also, photos from Nepala uh, Memorial. Eureka has been very busy. She's going to Finlandia this week. So we're going to be having some photos from her from that competition. So it's, yeah, it's been a busy, busy September and now early October. What's going on for you, Gina, over at FSO?
2: Well, I mentioned it last week, but it didn't really get up until the end of last week. But I did a Challenger Series tracker which is just kind of keeping track of who was competing at what challenger event, what their score was, what place they finished so you can kind of keep track of who's been out there on the challenger series because I know we don't we keep an eye close eye on uh, senior grand prix and the junior grand prix especially with the points for the final but we really don't look at how skaters are doing throughout the challenger series events so I thought I put together that tracker so you can see that on our website I did not have photos from Nepal Memorial. Robin did not go to that event, but she will be going to Finlandia. So I will have photos coming from Finlandia. And I'm also working on a skater website that I hope to have up really soon in the next couple of weeks. So hoping to get that up there by the time Skate America comes around. I'll be here before you know it. I know, two weeks. (laughs) I know, two weeks, that's my little deadline. I've got to get going on this (laughs) site.
1: (laughs) Well, and with that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne.
2: And I'm Gina.
1: And you've been listening to This Week in Skating.
2: Have a nice week!